Yeah, there are lots of thoughts that came to mind when going through this lesson. So thank you, Brent, for taking us through this. It came to mind thinking about this. Uh, the serpent often in, in Scripture is a picture of wisdom. And it's a symbol that was, um, you know, represented wisdom in the Garden of Eden, the, the temporal wisdom of this world. And how quickly those symbols corrupt with time, and that, that brazen serpent that was hoisted on that rod of Aaron that saved the people who looked on it. Uh, that God's children fell away those hundreds of years later under Hezekiah and came to worship the creature more than the creator. Came to worship, and, and I suppose in some way you could say that, that wisdom that that snake represented much more than adhering to the simple faith. They weren't content with that still small voice of the spirit or that simple food and message of the gospel in fact as it even said in the lesson here in chapter 21 that that their soul loatheth this light bread they weren't content that they thought there had to be something more than just the simple message of the gospel they couldn't be content with that anymore and I think I heard it explained one way a number of years ago too that that serpent and Christ also, when they are hoisted up on the on, on the cross, when Christ was hoisted up on that cross, he became like a lightning rod that absorbed all of God's wrath towards sin on our behalf, that all who would look on that rod would, would fall under its protection. Thanks, Aaron. Lauren over here has a comment. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, portion from chapter twenty one. How um, when the people murmured or spake against God and against Moses, at least in this app that I have on my phone, there were only a couple references listed for that verse. But shortly after that, in the verse where the people realized they had erred, committed sin, all of a sudden there's nine references listed here. And they all pointed to examples mostly along the wilderness journey where the people realized they had sinned and repented and turned back to God. And one of those references also pointed to um, what Paul had written in his first letter to Corinthians, how he mentioned that neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. And then Paul continues and he says, 
Now all these things happened unto them for ensamples, and they are written for our admonition. And then he writes, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. So it's, I guess even just looking at those references for that story there and seeing those travelers on that wilderness journey, how they realized when they had fallen into sin that they needed to return back to God and how God also gave a way for them to be saved. Um, so it's, it's comforting because I think we can still feel that same thing happening today, how even though we're sinful, yet we're able to turn to another believer and have our sins forgiven and through this keep our head up and continue traveling to heaven. Thank you, Lauren. Uh, Adrian has a comment right behind you. Yeah, this uh, lesson that we have, there's many examples in there and many, many things that, that can come to mind and and I was thinking here how uh, we heard there about Aaron's rod and how it budded and then the reference in the lesson uh, to the uh, book of Hebrews where it talked about where that, that budded rod was, was placed then. And those chapters that are in between these two uh, stories that we visited about tonight, Aaron's rod and then the, the brazen serpent, talk about the, um, the duties there that were performed in the tabernacle, and that then is also summarized in this uh, chapter 9 in Hebrews, and it, at the beginning of that chapter it says in this way that, for there was a tabernacle made the first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the shoebread, which we read earlier in our lesson, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all. And then it says there that in this holiest of holy or behind this veil, there was the golden censer, the ark of the covenant, um, the golden pot which contained the manna and Aaron's rod that had budded and the tables of the covenant. And then a few verses later it says, Now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second went the high priest only once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. There was this one time in a year that there was this sacrifice that was done. The 
priest went into the holiest of holy behind that veil and offered that atonement for the for the sin of of himself as the priest and and for the people and how this was also a, a picture there of that sacrifice that one day Christ would would make on our behalf and then at the end of this ninth chapter in Hebrews it says in this way so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation and here there we also see that picture that the old testament travelers saw in this brazen serpent that was raised up there on a pole when they were able to look on that they were able to live and then we can remember how the in the gospels it is written in this way that when when Jesus died there on the cross there was those different signs that happened and one of them was that the veil of the temple was rent from the top through to the bottom that way to the holiest was now opened with Christ's death and these sacrifices and the worship of the old testament were all a picture of this sacrifice and this work that Christ would perform on on behalf of all people and this sacrifice and this work that Christ has done on our behalf happened only one time these sacrifices that they did in the old testament time some of them were even daily sacrifices but they were continual sacrifices that ha- happened but Christ's work was that perfect work and complete work that was offered that one time on the behalf of all people and then when we're able to endeavor and believe and travel here putting sin away we gather those blood drops of Christ by endeavoring and traveling and keeping a clean conscience through the forgiveness of sins that we also are partakers of this sacrifice that Christ performed on our behalf and then through faith we have the hope of heaven thank you I think all our kids came back, but if there would be any other comments. If not, we can go ahead and close. It's a very uh, interesting discussion following this what I felt was a really 
bare presentation, and I, I, I feel like I came, came away with a much better appreciation for the lesson after hearing your, your comments, so thank, thank you for that. So why don't, why don't we join together with the, the Lord's benediction. The Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious unto us. The Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
To make a donation to LLCER, please go to the co uh, contributions tab on the website, llcer.org. There's also a can in the back. An upcoming schedule, Sunday, uh, 10.30, <clears throat> I'm sorry, 9.15 Sunday school, 10.30 morning service, and a 6.30 evening service. Close with 5.02. Yeah. 
If he gives a new day, he will also give grace and strength to believe. And so we can even now believe that your sins are forgiven. In Jesus' name and blood. And securely go to this night's rest with the best of pillows for your head. Peace with God. And sins are forgiven. Let's close this day with a personal benediction of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his eternal peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Enter.